Hey peeps, this is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. Bow down and kiss the feet of royalty because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast right here on WrestleOtic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, late breaking news. We have freed Britney Spears. I know that has absolutely nothing to do with wrestling, but that's the mood I'm in today. I'm all about freedom. I'm all about freedom prize for the first time in my life. I'm all about giving us free if you listen to if you ever watched Amistad way back in the day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode 209, entitled Flickering Lights, subtitled You Never Will See It Coming, because we have somebody on the show that you've never seen coming because you've never actually seen them. Will Tarashock is away right now. He is on his way to Smashville because no one actually really calls it Nashville. So therefore, I had to recruit somebody that I'm very familiar with, somebody who I've shared a field of battle with, somebody who I have scoured one sea in the Caribbean with hundreds of South American women, which we will never talk about on ever. this show Ooh, ever. ever, ever, although there is a video that you will never see. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this man is the Xavier Woods to my biggie, oh. the Kofi Kingston to the Kofi Kingston. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one, the only, Mr. Danes. Mr. Danes, how are you, sir? I am better and fabulous with that intro, sir. To the Xavier Woods You're to welcome. my Big E and the Kofi to my Kofi. I, I will take that. We haven't been here a minute now. Yeah, I've already I, got something to take away from this. And I thank you, my brother. Um, just a little thing about... I can't even replicate that. I will never be able to say those same things in that combination it's ever okay. again, it's by the way. It's recorded and it is down. It is It is. It is in history. Um, my name is Kafer. Uh, I've known Ricky for so many years. We went to the same elementary school then throughout to high school. And um, always been uh, huge wrestling fans. We have shared many memories um, on and off also the football field in high school days. And um, it is a pleasure to be here. Um, just a quick synopsis. I don't have much going on with uh, social media except for Instagram. Uh, I am King Kafer. That's K-I-N-G-K-H-A-F-R-E. All one word. Uh, look out for your boy. We'll see what goes on from there. And um, I'm happy to be here. And thank you again for that wonderful intro. Absolutely. You forgot about TikTok. He is he is a master of TikTok I'm these kidding. days. I but love of course. <laughs> of course, always with me, either in mind, body, soul, or spirit, is the Kate Murphy. Kate, how are you? Hello. What's going on? This is the Kate Murphy. I use they them pronouns and I'm really high. So hello. You can find me <laughs> You can find me across all social media platforms at the Kate Murphy. Y'all are fucked. 
Oh, we are not fucked. It is going to be an amazing show. I, I can feel it. We are going to be breaking down uh, NXT TakeOver 30 or Triple X, if you're really nasty. Um, Which we are. And we're also going to be... <laughs> yes, we are. And we are go- also going to be breaking down the biggest party of the summer, <laughs> Summer Slam, in... Not in Boston, but in the newly crowned... WWE Thunderdome, but before we get to, yeah, I know, I know, I know, before we get to any of that, Mr. Danes, are you ready to play the first guest game? (gasps) I'm not, but I'm gonna. Yay! You should be. (laughs) I'm sad Will's missing this. No one's ever ready. It's all right. I almost contacted Will because I actually don't remember any of the questions. I remember some of them. Yeah, chug it up right now. Okay. Okay, so here we go. First question of the first guest game. Uh, so how did you get into wrestling? Ooh, that's very hard. Um, I do have very early memories about, like, maybe three, four years old, watching um, it. Uh, either you watch Soul Train on Saturday mornings or you watch uh, wrestling on Saturday mornings. So it's like either after all the cartoons was done, either you was watching Main Event or you was watching Soul Train. Half the time, I was watching Main Event. Um, those are some of my earliest memories. If I could tell you what those matches were, I can't really remember. However, one of my earliest... It's probably on the yeah, network. Probably. But one of my earliest memories that I remember distinctly um, loving wrestling, uh, I was at my aunt's house, um, and my dad's one out of 13, so I got a lot of aunts and uncles. Um Yep. Holy crap. And we were at her house, and there was that time where, you know, sometimes if you paid a little extra, you had the pay-per-view anyway. So, with that being said, we had WrestleMania 10. And it was me and a bunch of my other cousins around me. And the match I will always remember is Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. And out of all of my cousins, it was like seven or eight of us in the living room. Everybody was cheering in uh, for Bret Hart, except your boy, who was cheering for Owen. So, but we know how that ended. So, ha, 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 I rubbed it in all their faces. <laughs> it felt good. Um, and that was the start. And then I was, I remember really getting hooked after that because I liked that feeling. And, um. Uh, I enjoyed the Monday Night Wars. I've enjoyed uh, back with days with WCW Thunder. I've uh, you named it. If I can get my hands on it at that time, I watched it. Damn! All right, so that's a that's a lot a lot of history right there uh, going on. Okay, so here's the next question. It's a it's a two parter. Who is your favorite wrestler ever, and currently, who is your favorite wrestler? Oh, don't do this to me. I am. Oh. Okay, it so... It gets harder than this. It's It really does, and if that's the case... Oh, man. In Okay, so in recent years, um, I have a toss-up between Kota Ibushi and um, Kenny Omega. I just... I love the Golden Lovers. Um, I love their mat work. I hate how Kota's getting treated right now, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, you know who you need to meet? You need to meet Mr. Wild P. Zach Ruzica of the Young Lions Perspective Podcast. 
you guys love each other. You guys would literally have like a love fest. You guys would be the 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 rose golden lovers. <laughs> I'm with that. <laughs> I Book like it. that. Yeah. All right. So he's a Stephen A. Smith of a WrestleMania Radio. Okay, I like that. Um, those guys and um, of all time. Um, as much as I want to say The Rock, I can't because I got to go with HBK. Shawn Michaels has always been one of my favorites to watch. I still remember the Iron Man match. Um, like, I, I remember I begged my parents to order the pay-per-view in order to see that match. Like, I remember that. I was sitting in this basement. To, to to do that. Um, and moments like that were great until, you know, the screw job happened. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that's that's it. And the thing is, it, my, my list always changes because people put out so much good stuff. Um, oh, and also, um, huge uh, Adam Cole fan. Bebe. Bebe. So. Bebe. All right, good. Okay, so you got your favorite wrestlers sure, we'll currently. Yeah, and your favorite wrestlers of all time. But what is your favorite match of all time? Uh, I have three. Go ahead. Um, my favorite matches of all time. Um, one is Michaels and Undertaker. One, like the first one. Uh, from twenty five. Yes, from twenty five. Um. Next is surprising because, like, when people when I say it, people are like, "Oh, wow, that's a, okay." Um, I be- I believe it was, and correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was a backlash, but it was Kurt Angle, Rock, and Undertaker. It was a triple threat match for the undisputed uh, title. Um, Undertaker currently had, but then uh, Rock pinned Kurt Angle to win. Um. And then my next one would have to be, again, another with Kurt Angle. Um, Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero. At, uh, Ooh. Was it Eddie at Mania? I believe so. Uh, Are you talking about Kurt Sean? They, they, they fought. They, no, I'm not Sean. Because him and Eddie had two pay-per-views that year. One where... Um, Actually, he 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 took Eddie's uh, shoe off, and then oh, Eddie took his shoe off, and then tried to hit hit angle the first match, but then he got caught the second match and got and he got tapped. Um, so there was that one, but um, those are the ones I do remember like the most. Gotcha. So so bonus question: Are you just a sexy Kurt? Will you make your ankles hurt? I'm just a sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. I'll make your ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. Yo, Sherry was hitting them high notes that day. Yeah, she, she was. Yeah, especially after that was. ankle lock, too. That, that wasn't necessary. That was... Mm. All but necessary. I rewatched that on one of the WWE Network specials about that match. Untold. Oh, fantastic. 
Fantastic heel work. All right, so you we we got to how you got into wrestling. Your your favorite wrestler currently, your favorite wrestler of all time, your favorite match of all time. Now here's a here's a random question for you. You're a big gamer, um, and okay. so and you you played your fair share of wrestling video games. We're not going to talk about yes. that because we can go down a giant rabbit hole of video game stuff uh, with you. However, mm-hmm. if you were your own wrestler, what would be your finisher, and what would you name it? Um. Well, if I could go by anything, because, like, I like high-impact moves, but something that's quick and gone, like, and just can can end a match in a turn of events. Um, I was a big fan of Mr. Kennedy's role, as you know, as Mr. Anderson, but when he came to WWE, he was Mr. Kennedy. Um, His move was the mic check. And it was just like it was just a reverse STO. And the thing is, it could just come out of nowhere, boom, quick and done. And either one set you up for something else or that could be the match. My thing is, um, if I ever was a wrestler, I'd be a high flyer. But you always need that thing that sets them up for, um, you know, your your finisher. So the mic check with the reverse STO, boom, lays him out. He's stunned. I get to the ropes. Um, I still think. Um, Matt Seidel, aka uh, Evan Bourne, has the prettiest shooting star sp- uh, shooting star press in wrestling. So, and that would be my move. If I could do it just like the way he does it every single time, just picture perfect, back arched, uh, extended, and just it's it's just so pretty. As like, long as you I, don't do I, it I like so Brock Lesnar, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oof. He was trying to do his best um, handstand impression, except in the air. That's that's what that was. Give him the Miz Participation Award, because he tried. But you know what sucks? It's like he hit that in Japan. So it's not like, you know, it, he, he just can't slipped. do it. It just, it, he just, he didn't, he wasn't ready. He should have jumped when he was ready. He, he jumped prematurely. But, oof. I mean, that's a bad, that's a bad hit. But, like, the worst hit I've ever seen was when Jeff Hardy hit them steps. On his back, <laughs> yeah, there's, I don't. There's no. There's no nothing that I've seen worse than that in my life, especially the sound it made. Except maybe when Kenny Omega hit his face on um the uh, the mat, the exposed mat at Full Gear, which I was there by the way. If you uh, watch the paper, oh, that's right, there. you were at Full Gear. Yeah, I was there in Baltimore. Um, I remember going home and watching it. Um, the sound didn't do it justice of what you actually heard in the arena when his head smacked the uh, the uh, the wood in the mat. It was it was disgusting. Damn, damn. Ha, owners, I, I love a dedicated owner, but you can't be so dedicated. Moving along though, mm. so I know this question, and everybody knows the answer that you're going to give. But how did you find us? Oh man, that's easy, baby man. Look. The next one's harder. Mr. Ricky Ro- Mr. Ricky Rose was out here making moves, doing his thing, and you know he said, "Hey, check me out," and it's been it's been good ever since. Like like I said, I I haven't watched every um listened to every episode, so excuse me. But when I have, uh, you guys have done so much. Congratulations for making that over the two hundred meter uh, mark with the episodes. Damn right. So I just like every time you guys keep Thank going, you. you're very welcome. Um, and I just hear more and more polish from you guys. And the the thing I like about it the most is that so many people try to be informative, which you guys are, but you're still fans of the game as well. And that's what I think a lot of people miss. So 
Really do appreciate it. I'll tell you how long Caver has been following my shenanigans on Kings of the Rings podcast. So, <laughs> so about, say, two or so years ago, uh, I visited New Orleans with Mr. Tarashock and the now Kings of the Rings Hall of Famer, Dusty Dave. And on our first night, as you guys know, we ran into or we stumbled upon Will and myself because they wasn't down, down in New Orleans yet. No, New Orleans or Nolans uh, yet. We were going through Bourbon Street and we stumbled into a free Elias concert right. on Bourbon Street yep. and we recorded it and it really really got a lot of attention social yes, media wise I remember that it even got the attention I of Elias he, I think he himself it. yeah yeah it got the attention of Elias himself who used our video on his Instagram post. I was unbeknownst to this because at the time I woke up the next day, I've got Sports Illustrated um, hitting us up and a whole bunch of other like news sites saying, can they use our, uh, our, our footage? And then I get a message from Mr. Danes over here with a screenshot of Elias using our video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll, yeah, he, he said, he's like, he's like, I told you you were going to do good. You guys are doing great. You're doing something good so far. Like, you guys are going to make said, it. Yep. So. And that was, that was proof right there. I saw it like, I was, the thing is, when I saw that, I was driving home, like, I was on the road and I was just like, I'm not, not condoning texting and driving kids. I know, whatever. But, um, I saw that and I was like, did he, does Rick? Well, he knows now. Screw it. And then I just, I just, I just sent it. So there it was. Yeah. Awesome. So before we get before we get to the ultimate question and the most important question of the uh, of of the first guest game, we are going to get into a bonus question that I actually just came up on the spot because I remember this about you because you know we're friends. Um, so you worked in hospitality uh, for about nine years. Yeah, for a considerable amount of time after leaving Jaywoo. If you don't know what who, what Jaywoo is, look it up. Um, mm-hmm. And in your time in hospitality, I know this personally, but we'll 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 let the cat out of the bag a little bit. You have ran into some professional wrestlers. Oh yes. Yeah. So just give me one. Who is or who was or what was your favorite experience meeting a wrestler when you were working in hospitality? Uh, big show. Easy. That was quick. Big show. Like, no, because, like, if you want to talk about all-time, like, nice dudes when they come in and just uh, to greet you with a smile and everything, Big Show was probably the nicest and coolest person. And mind you, I worked at that time um, – I'll, I'll, I'll leave the cat out of the bag. Like, I worked at Mohegan Sun. So I was a huge casino in uh, Connecticut, and uh, it also has an arena. So that's where – uh, SmackDown was going to be for that week. And I had purposely made sure that I had off so I could watch the show of SmackDown. And also, uh, the night before, since I didn't get off until like 12 o'clock at night, I had the privilege of checking them in. So, um, when they were coming in, um, some of them came sporadically. Um, all the crew came in all at once, and that was a, a, a hassle. Um, but I, I know for a fact they're a package in. deal. Yeah, they are. They are, and they're pretty jerks too. They're the the crews, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, and uh, Seamus, um, because the thing is, what they don't tell you is like sometimes you have to book your own rooms. Seamus forgot to do that, so Big Show paid for another room for Seamus at the time, and I'm you know, um, and 
which was cool of him to do. Uh, he's talking to me. Um, I believe uh, Big Show had a, um, some points. So, like, there's a system of points that you rack up when you when you gamble at the casino. And he actually had a card, from what I remember. Um, and he was just uh, the nicest dude. We shot the shit for a little bit. Um, I I greeted him at before it was kayfabe. I greeted him as Mister uh, Mister White, and he was like, "Oh, so you so you know?" I was like, "Yeah, man, I've been a fan of you forever," and blah blah blah. blah. And so, and that was good there. Um, I will tell you this, though. Uh, when he reached to shake my hand, I shook his hand. I felt like Elmo <laughs> because of the size <laughs> of his hand compared to mine. I literally felt like Elmo. But um, other than that, great dude. Um, and I've checked him in twice. So, like, he's he's been, he's been pretty good. Um I did have a weird uh, check-in process with Randy Orton because the thing is we had there. No, I wish I would have. I, I would have loved to get RKO'd, but um, the thing is, people forget that Randy Orton smokes. That's his smoker, and at the casino, what? Um, yes, yep he he smokes. Not not a not puff puff pass, but the the the, the tobacco. Um, so I mean, maybe he could. I mean. Nobody's gonna fire him. He's Randy Orton, but whatever. Semantics. I mean, the um, man can shit in someone's bag and not get fired. I mean, I wasn't there. <laughs> 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 so there's 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 my thing on that. But um, uh, yeah. So I I put him in a smoking room, and he came back down. He's like, oh no, man, I can't I can't sleep in. I was like, damn, dude, I thought it would've been fine. He's like, no, no, sorry, but it's whatever. I was like, all right. So is there anything else I can help you? He's like, um, I did take some peanuts from the gift uh, from the uh the uh, mini bar. I was like, no, you didn't. He's like, what? I was like, no, you didn't. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, all right. <laughs> so there, that was my interaction with, um, Randy Orton. Uh, I mean, it's cool. either, it's either you give him free peanuts or you get punted. I would have given the peanuts. Eh, it's fine. Same. I mean, it would have been a cool story to, to, to write. I got, yeah. I got punted by Randy, Randy Orton for life and times of Mr. That, Dean's. <laughs> what have you done Over with your life? a bag of peanuts. Hey, Amen. Those peanuts weren't free. Those are fifteen dollar peanuts. No, I'm pretty sure they're like ten dollar peanuts. Like I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like hotel stuff is crazy, but it is what it is. Yeah, bring your own snacks to a hotel. All right, time for mm-hmm. the most important question of the first guest game of all time. It's very important. Oh. All right, so are you Team Slack or are you Team Fuck You Slack? What does your heart tell you to say? Answer impulsively. Hmm. That's actually a good question. And you never, and when you think about it, you never. I'm gonna say fuck you, Slack. Fuck it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Don't give that man any. I, 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 I had to really. I had to really end real quick. I had to. I had to. I had to, I had to really end real quick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't get Slack any credit. Besides, he's being replaced by an inanimate object, who is ten times more productive. Would you like to meet her? We're not gonna yeah. look. We're, we're, we'll wait till uh, till uh, Quacksgiving, coming soon. Fair enough. C- <laughs> coming soon to a podcast near near you because Slack ruined his own Slacksgiving spectacular. So uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Petty Crocker and cook up something better, and we're gonna call it Quack Quacksgiving. Okay, I'm with it. Yeah. 
Yes. All right. So let's get into some stuff that's going on right now in the uh, in the world of professional wrestling. And first and foremost, the big thing that broke out of uh, this past Monday was that WWE is moving to the Amway Center in Orlando, which is pretty much really close to the PC. Well, not WWE in particular. It's more so Raw, SmackDown, and any pay-per-view from here on out. They are picking up residency in Amway for the foreseeable future. Uh, we're doing this whole state-of-the-art experience with virtual fans. Uh, from what I've also read, uh, WrestleMania-style entrances are also going to be possible. So, pyro, pyro, pyro. And they have renamed the Amway Center for the foreseeable future, WWE Thunderdome. So, Kate Murphy... Mix Murphy, what are your feelings on this? Hello. Of course they have a Thunderdome. Like that, of course they did. I want to know how we can audition to be in the audience. That's my Facts. only takeaway on this, because I want to be on TV. Of course. Here's what I've heard so far. Or here's what I think is going to happen, because I've been watching uh, the NBA a lot during the pandemic, who has done the best job of any sports organization in the world of making sure that everything runs smoothly they have a virtual fan thing where you like apply online and you apply for like an invite or a ticket and the way it the way it's done is that like you view it through like they have they have control of your webcam so your image is projected through the webcam and they put you in a in some spot on on the screen so you never know who you're going to be next to because you're by yourself, but you'll still be able to like watch the event as well. And I think what WWE is doing differently is that, from what I heard, they'll be able to interact with the crowd. So you might not be able to like hear the audio from the from the crowd from time to time as well. I don't know how they're going to do it. I've seen very minimal things. The only things I've really seen are I saw the trucks driving in the Amway that happened last weekend, and then I saw really really early set design. So I haven't seen much of anything. I'm, no one has any idea what's gonna, what this is going to look like. This has been very, very, uh, cl- very, very close, tight-lipped. And uh, I know you're wearing AEW, and I'm about to attack the AEW here. AEW should be scared right now, because I feel like they should be scared. They had the advantage, you know, because they had Daily's Place, and they were able to pull off a lot of stuff. Um, and WWE had the kind of like WWE didn't rent out a building because why do that when you can save money and you have your own PC, but now competition has created, has created, uh, and forced them to change a lot more. And WWE is a master. What WWE does well, they might not tell stories well, but they do TV and TV production really, really well. And with AEW moving, which we're going to talk about their scheduling changes due to the fact that the NBA is off the charts right now. And WWE is is being able to remain consistent with their programming time. I'd be scared if I was AEW. What are your thoughts on that, Kay? Uh, Wait. Me or... What? Oh, oh my God. You guys are both... Mr. Deans. Mr. Deans. All right. there (laughs) There we go. See? All right. So, um... I'm not. I'm not scared at all. And it's not to sound confident for AEW or anything like that at all because the thing is we just want to enjoy wrestling. And if competition actually had to produce this byproduct, I'm all for it. By all means. 
I get to have pyro again because no fan is going to get hurt. I get to get full on entrances because, you know, that's what the superstars wanted to do and always worked for and production teams have put together. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm completely with this. And the thing is when competition comes around, you have to be forced to evolve, which I think I have some like speculations about a certain group that's already in, uh, SmackDown and Raw right now, but you know, we'll go into <laughs> um, I can't wait to hear your theory. Right. And, um, I just think it's going to be a good look. And the thing is like with uh, the influence of the bubble with the NBA, they're only just going to spark and bouncing off ideas. So I, I kind of like this because you're, we're forced, like, especially even Vince, he's forced to think outside of the box. He has to do it. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, Oh, well, whatever, whatever the say goes. And you know what I'm saying? I'm fixing man. <laughs> like, Vince, we're in a pandemic and things are not working the same way they, they, they normally work. So, with that being said, they're going to step up the bar, step up the game. Um, I think it's only going to put the wrestlers in a better mindset because uh, as much as the performance center is dope, um, and it's like when you go to a normal job, when you're in a, a tight-knit space all the time, it does something to your demeanor, and I don't care who you are. And I think it's just going to be a new change of scenery is going to help. We're going to get quality matches, um, quality production. TV has always been good with... Um, uh, uh, WWE, so I'm not worried about that. Now, the reason I also say I'm not worried is because no matter how much pockets deep Vince McMahon is, he ain't got that con money. I don't care what anybody says. It just, it just don't matter. Because, and here's the thing: you can't tell me that AEW is not already talking about doing other things, and you know, looking at new venues and stuff like that. They may not have something as dope as the Thunderdome, which is something we call this, but, you know, <laughs> you know, it, 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 but they always can change it up. Like, for it, like, last year they were on a, a cruise ship. Like, you're, like you're, already, you're already setting the bar different ways. So I'm not, I'm not worried. On Jericho's cruise that's, ship. That's, that was still a fun time and event, which I, when everything's over, I, um, we, I plan to see everybody there, yourself included. So, you know, um, I mean, we did a, we did a really good job on the first cruise. Hey man, I'm, I'm going to be on the next one. Um, but, um, that's, that's what I have to say about there. So I'm not, I'm not worried. I think this is just going to produce great wrestling all around. Um, I do, I do get saddened because it's just going to overshadow other companies, but you know, it is WWE and like the, everybody and, uh, AEW, they have the pay grade that's different than everybody else. Like, um, MLW or an NWA and all that stuff like that, but like it's just that's what it is situation wise. But I'm I'm all for it on both sides because I'm 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 kind of want to see what they both do. My only thing is, um, if the performance center is still just going to be NXT, I do think they should have a little more more say because they're the ones that are really like probably have the most consistent wrestling and storylines. So, I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, I don't just leave them at the performance center. Like I know that's where NXT's home, but like, l- let these people go. Not, not, not like go. I mean, like let them wrestle, let them do their thing in the big, in the big area. Like if th- this is, this is a big practice thing with, with COVID. This is a big practice when people come back. So, I mean, I'd say keep, I believe NXT is fully back in full cell though. 
And I think that I believe that is where they are staying for the foreseeable future, since Full Cell allowed them back. I'm just, all right. Well, it's Wednesday Night Wars. Maybe they're giving the PC a rest. So it is. It is Wednesday Night Wars. We will see what happens uh, with that and everything. So let's move on right now uh, from the Thunderdome because we can talk about the Thunderdome, but we can talk about it all the time. But there's so much that we don't know. We just have to wait and see what happens. But let's move on to something a little bit more serious, which is also very, very concerning. Uh, Sonya Deville uh, was the victim of a home invasion. Oh my god! Uh, over the weekend. Um, so. It was it was very concerning. Luckily, she was able to get out. Her and whoever she was with. She was with Mandy. She was with Mandy. Yeah, Rose. Yeah, she was. In oh the my house. god! Did you not see more stuff came mm-hmm. out today? Well, I I didn't read any of that just yet, but you can fill me in, K, because I kind of wanted you to take the lead on this one. Uh, so my, my Mandy's safe. It's fine. There's a story. Yeah, there there's a whole story. She they 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 found the individual or the man. Uh, it's a very horrific story, but luckily she is okay. Luckily Mandy is okay because that storyline is going to be flipping amazing when we talk about it in the uh, second part of the show in our SummerSlam preview. Uh, but Kate Murphy, when you first heard this, what what was going through your mind? Um, so remember a couple weeks ago how I popped off about like the speaking out movement? Yes. I had another reaction like that just because this is another instance that women in the wrestling industry aren't mm. safe. Like, and I pulled up the article I read today. Um, she said that she spotted his name is Philip A. Thomas II. Excuse me. She found him on her back porch and yelled, what are you doing? What do you want? And he started walking towards her. Um, so she went in Mandy's room and said, there's a man in the house we have to leave. And they drove away. So the police went to the house and he was still there. The police told her who he was and she looked for his social media and she found a Twitter page without a profile picture that seemed similar to his public page. The last message from the account said, look outside, baby, by your pool. I'm here. I'm going to kill that little bitch you have inside with you. He sent messages saying that he he wasn't going to love anybody else besides her. He wasn't going to let her go until all of her questions were answered. He was saying that he wanted to prevent them from going to SummerSlam. Um, the the cops said the defendant admitted that his intention was to take Miss Baronado hostage by spraying her with pepper spray, binding her hands with the zip ties, and wrapping duct tape around her arms to prevent from fighting back. He stated that he intended to keep Miss Bernardo hostage, preventing her from attending a planned event scheduled for the following week, and he was not going to leave her residence without answering all of his questions. So, Jesus and other Christ. messages, she she said that she got she got dick pics from him. She got like sexual like sexual graphic uh, messages oh. from him, and like that's gross and invasive to begin with. She's also a lesbian. Like, yeah. This is just, like, another instance where, like, I've said that, like, women aren't, like, like wrestling is not always a safe space for women. And it's also not a safe space for queer people. And this is an instance where that those things intersect. Like, he was going to take her and kidnap her and tie her up and probably rape her until, and, until he got any everything he wanted out of her. And, like, it's criminal. It is. So as a result of that, WWE instituted, instituted a no-touching rule at signings. I feel like that was coming anyways, because there have been some. I mean, there have been some horror stories. Becky Lynch likes a bliss. It's it's a shame. Oh, I Um, still. I still. Because most fans are. Yeah. Becky Lynch pick that that dude holding her from the. Ugh. 
It's the same dude oh, too. I hate that. And it's a shame because most most fans, most fans that I've even encountered, are very respectful of them. You just have those outliers that ruin it for everybody. Like I've always, I always ask, like, is it okay if I give you a hug? Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they and anyone that said it's okay, like we pose or like have an arm around each other or something. Like I was when I met Mustache Mountain, I was like sandwiched in between them. They're like, what do you want to do? I'm like, can I just like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I asked. I didn't want to just, like, invade their space with my own space because that's disrespectful. And a lot of fans, they don't see the difference between, you know, a character and who the person is. And they feel that they are entitled to know everything when they just aren't. Yeah. Yeah. So boundaries. Boundaries are a huge thing, folks. Learn them. Respect Mm -hmm. them. And ask if you can ever cross them. Most of the time, you're probably not going to be able to. And that's fine. Uh, But moving on really quick. And once again, very glad Sonya Deville is doing fine and is safe and Mandy is safe. They have a huge match going. It's the match. It's the match that's going to make or break their career, which we'll talk about a little bit later after the break. But before we do that, let's do a little bit of AEW talk before we get into TakeOver Triple X. Uh, so AEW, like we mentioned earlier, is moving a lot of their shows around because the NBA playoffs started and the NBA is on fire yep. at the moment. And TNT being one of the big uh, television stations that that do M- that does the NBA show and they have the NBA on TNT, an Emmy award winning show. Um, they they the NBA gets priority right now so because of that here are the changes that have been that have been made to aw dynamite so starting this week saturday at six o'clock is going to be aew dynamite uh then there is going to be an all out part all they're going to be showing aew all out 2019 part one uh, yesterday on Wednesday, at um at eight o'clock, it's on their YouTube. Uh, Side note: Can we just say I've had a lot of people messaging me saying that All Out's free, and I'm like, nobody realizes it's last year. It's last year's All it's Out. Annoying me. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my god, it's free this year! Yay! And I'm like, it's 2019. We're in 2020. It's okay. Uh, also, we uh, have next okay. week. Next week's Dynamite that will be on Wednesday is going to be moving to Thursday at 8. All Out Part 2 is going to be next Wednesday, again, also on YouTube. They're really trying this YouTube thing. And then on September 16th, there's going to be a special one-hour Dynamite immediately following the NBA playoffs. Um, And then the Wednesday, September 16th episode will air on Thursday... Uh, September 17th at 8pm those are all the changes coming within the next month (sighs) this is bound to happen because AEW just one isn't WWE and also two isn't the NBA currently at this moment in time the best sports league in the world yep you know it's 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 concerning to me, Mr. Deans, uh, but not too concerning because I think this is a temporary thing and under pre-pandemic circumstances, this wouldn't have ever happened. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not like my thing is um, one wrestling and sports have definitely been um, a getaway, a break for most people during this time. And, you know, I, bas- like basketball or not. The playoffs are a big deal. 
And yes, to be honest, like with all the virtual stuff going on, like viewership for NBA has been at an all time high because people have been chomping, chomping at the bit of it. Now, does it bother me that, you know, uh, AEW is going to a Saturday a few times? No. I don't have to rush home to make sure I'm on my couch by a certain time because I know I'll be home Saturday and I can enjoy the show. So, you know, it, it, it is it is what it is. The playoffs are going to do their thing. And um, once the playoffs are over, it's, you know, back to your regular scheduled programming. So, um, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. Everything right now with everything sports is doing, wrestling, basketball, football, all of this at this point in time is a learning process. So... I'm sitting here like I'm, I can't judge. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I do in a situation if I was an executive. I have I have no clue. I have no clue whatsoever. So I'm gonna just say thank you to the players, superstars, wrestlers, everybody. Thank you, and I'm gonna continue watching. Yeah, what we can mm-hmm. do. The most interesting part about this is that they are going directly head to head. They're starting an hour before Takeover Triple X or Takeover Thirty, which we are going to get into right now. So that head to head competition on Wednesdays is just moving to Saturday this week, and this is a huge takeover. It's the thirtieth takeover, which is mind blowing to me. I've been to, I'd probably say, seven of mm. them in my lifetime. Jelly. Um. Yeah. Se- is it seven? Yes, it's seven. I've been to seven takeovers. They're always phenomenal. They're always amazing. This would have been phenomenal in front of a crowd. I still think it is going to be phenomenal. Takeovers never, ever dip in quality, no, whether there's a crowd or not, which is outstanding, yes. <laughs> you know, when, when you think about it. And so I'm really looking forward to this. So, Kate Murphy... What's the first match on the card? Let's talk. Quicker, but let's talk because we are going to, we do need to go to break soon. We're going to speed through this a little bit. Hokizoki. Oh my God, why are you frozen? Come on, CBS. Get your shit together. (laughs) Got it. All right. So I'm just going to start hard and heavy. We have Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. Oh my God. All right. All the punter of the millennium. All I want. If we will. Randy Orton's better. Um, all I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I want is to ha- is to see Pat McAfee get his head super kicked off of his body. That's all I want. If Pat Fac- if Pat McAfee beats Adam Cole, we riot. Yes. That is yes, my feelings we do. on it. I agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> like if Pat McAfee beats Adam Cole, I may just like kick triple h in the balls like i will fly down to florida and then just like i i like because that's 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 the that's the boy that's the boy but like and and here's the thing mcafee doesn't annoy me like most people yes he has like one of those piercing voices but he's never he's never got you're a better person than me I, i i get it and i get it um maybe because like one of his podcasts he talked about the simpsons and i was like you know what you're all right, Griffin. Um, two different two different uh, shows there, but um, I, I I don't I don't see McAfee winning, um, but I better see him take a Panama Sunrise. I just want to see him get hit with a flipping pile driver. Like he just just shut up, shut up. Yeah, I don't want the super kick. Works. I want the head in the I... ground. I don't want Pat McAfee to win. 
However, I want Pat McAfee to win, so Twitter burns to the ground. Is that reasonable? That's fair, but in this mo- it, at this moment in time, I want to see. I don't want to see Twitter burn to the ground for Babylon. Twitter can burn to the ground for a bunch of other stuff going on this weekend, but Pat McAfee needs to lose. Yeah. The okay? longest I don't reigning care. NXT champ does deserves better than this. He deserves. I dropped to a punter, to a punter. Okay. That stellar match with Keith Lee, and he goes to that. Okay, all right. That's 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 cool. Might as well call him fucking Damien Mizdow. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> Don't speak about Mizdow like that. That man was a national treasure. He was, and you saw how they treated him. That's why I'm so upset. <laughs> Kate, what's next on the card? Oh. Um, we have. The NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Oof. Um, it's not Dakota Kai's time yet because her character is not there. She had a better okay. she had a better character when Raquel Gonzalez was in her corner. By the way, Raquel Gonzalez, if you're single, holler at me. I'm here. I'm shooting my shotsy. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey, sir, sir. My new. Because you're using my newest catchphrase. Yeah. So uh, it's it's got to be EO. Like her reign, Dakota should not dethrone EO. Just because, she, in my opinion, she needs character work. Like it, it was there, but she needs it. I want Mercedes to dethrone EO. Mm. Oh, that that would make the Twitter world explode in a positive way. Yes. Okay, I like that. I like that. I, I personally think, you know, um, this is EO's time to shine. So I don't think she's dropping the title up. Personally, um, l- further down the road, I would like to see Tegan Knox take take the title off of her. Um, ah, she's got such a shiny wizard. The shiniest. Okay. The shiniest of wizards. The shiniest of all wizards. Um, no, I just, I li- I've always liked her work. Um... But, I mean, right now I think EO's time is to just, you know, go ham. Uh, I don't see Dakota taking it. And if if by some hook or crook Dakota does take it, it's probably just like uh, Triple H giving a kick in the balls to New Japan because we know who holds their titles right now. <laughs> it's possible. So. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's just a matter of time before Triple H and NXT invade Japan. If you guys haven't figured that out yet. Cause that's coming super down coming. the pipeline. Oh yeah, if you guys, I thought it would have come this year, but then COVID happened. Mm. Yeah, if you guys aren't aware, Triple H is going after Japan, and by the way, he's also going to go after Mexico too. It's called global NXT Lucha Underground. It's called global localization. Is his co- is his catchphrase for it? Moving along, what's next on the card? We have for the NXT. Oh, I'm just going to go to this one. NXT North American Championship. Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus blank. Cameron Grimes. Probably. I'm going to say Velveteen at all. Since he's back. I wouldn't be surprised. Velveteen lost in the comeback match. It's Cameron Grimes. We have have another opponent, so we don't know the other people in this North American ladder match. I will say, I was at this takeover when when they debuted the North American match, and it was match of the year candidate. And if they they can replicate that, I'm all for it. Honestly, of the people in it right now, 
because whoever wins that kind of like second chance match isn't going to win. That's just there for star power. Damian Priest, aka Punishment Martinez, needs this title to solidify his NXT career. So he's not going to get it. I think Bronson Reed has it. If he does, he better win by doing a giant splash from the top of the ladder. That's all I care about. <laughs> that would be nice. I want him to kill if it, and it's on anybody, it better be on Cameron Grimes. I fucking hate him so much. Uh, does he get more annoying every week? <laughs> he, he, does. No, he, he does. does. <laughs> he does. No, I, he's getting like he's getting louder and he's talking more like I don't remember him talking this much right away. Maybe, oh, maybe he's. But the one day he had a mouth. You know what it is? It, you know what it is? It's the uh, it's the top hat. It's the shitty top hat. I I I could deal with the shitty top hat. Like I liked steampunk in high school. Like I'm fine with the shitty top hat, but he's annoying. He is. He is. All right, and too annoying to keep on talking about him. So what's up? What's next? <laughs> Preach. Next, next we have for the NXT. Oh wait, NXT Championship. Heathen Carrion. Oh man, this is hard. This is hard. I love Keith I'm Lee. I'm saying Lee because I don't. I don't see Lee dropping it yet. I. I don't. I don't see him pulling. Oh, I hate to say it, a Shasha Banks. I don't. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. Yeah. I love Keith Lee. He's my he's my wrestling twin, quite literally. He he talks just like you, yep. like you. If if y'all if y'all were to, it was so oh, y'all weird are, are being yo being next to the two of them at the same time is the weirdest experience Can't in the world. This. You probably saw this. We ten, did the Spider Man pose at Access. Yes, ten out of ten would recommend. Oh my! I I actually watched him on um up up down down this morning with uh Xavier Woods. I'm like that's 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 Ricky. That's, I'm not watching Keith. That's Ricky speaking to me right now. Yeah, I'm just the uh, I'm re- I, currently right now. I'm the gruffier and more tattooed um, alter ego of Keith Lee, King Ricky Rose. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? I need a new tattoo though, by the way. So, um, but I mean, I love Keith Lee, but Carrion Cross and Scarlet because who Scarlet every time she comes on the screen, um, they have they have built him so well. Do you really want to see him lose? I see him winning in the, if they have another match. I don't see him winning this one. See, uh, so they, you're saying like, maybe some like shenanigans he'll, he'll, involved? Maybe not, but maybe he gets sour grapes because, you know, he loses and then he goes on an absolute freaking tear and then he goes back to the title and dismantles Lee. That I, can I mean, see he did choke out half on. a locker room on an episode of NXT. That's true. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, that's I see that. As opposed to um, Keith, I don't see Keith Lee losing right now. In the next match, and then they have a rubber. Maybe we can get a best out of three, but then I don't see it bouncing back. I see hit, uh, Cross retaining after that, if that's the case. Mm, okay, Kate, what are your thoughts on this? I really don't know. Like, there's gonna. I just know there will be shenanigans. I mean, you already there got a to fireball be. to there the has face. To be shenanigans. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. There, there, there's gonna be some sort of shenanigan, like maybe Scarlet fucks something up and costs him the title. Something. Maybe there's like a that. double cross. Dun dun dun. 
Damn, that did no. not hit as well as I thought it was going to. They're not. <laughs> no, I liked the joke. I was saying no to that happening. No, it's definitely not. I was just, I was just had, you know, harmful hopes. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, this one's hard, but I, I want to see this play out. I'm excited for this. If Keith Lee gets his win, he's keeping this title for a while. Karrion Cross can be kind of that nemesis for him, which is cool. Because mm-hmm. Keith Lee is that ultimate dude. To be honest, I've seen it a million times. It's it's getting to be the point of uh, Orton and Cena. Like if I see another Lee versus Dijakovic, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> Good old Dijakovic. Uh I'm so yeah, over Takeover Thirty is going to be must see TV. I may watch Dynamite to start, but I'm not staying on Dynamite. I'll tell you that right now. I'm switching over to the network to watch 30. I've always been compelled by takeovers. I'm not missing this takeover. Not the 30th. I'm not missing I would have the been there in another in another universe, you know, but be that as it may, here we are. Which I'm happy because I don't have to be in Boston because, oh, my God, Boston, really? Um, so... <laughs> And Will's not here to all defend I'm just, All I'm just saying is the Yankees have been the Red Sox 10 games in a row. It's not even a robbery anymore. It's a joke. <laughs> even as it may, folks, TakeOver is not a joke whatsoever. <laughs> so how, how do you think we're going to do? Out of 10 crowns, Mr. Deans, how many crowns would you predict this is going to do? Uh, TakeOver? Yeah, how many crowns out of ten? No, no less than than eight. Like every every takeover has been amazing, and I mean, yes, there's ones that are better than the others, but there's like I, mm, the way this can turn, I, 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 no less than eight. Like if I had to give it, I'd say eight point eight point five. I, I don't know if I want to give it a complete nine until I see the match, but like. I'm shooting for 8.5. I'm shooting high. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Kate Murphy, what are you getting? What are you giving this? You ready to hear how much of an yes. asshole I'm oh. going to be? 8.75. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fine. I'll take the high road. It's going to be a 9 at, at least. Well, no, this is the thing. I think they're shooting for a 9 or a 9.5. But something is not going to deliver slightly to take off a fraction of a point. (laughs) Hey! Yeah, he has to be in a ring for more than one play at a time, so. I mean, do we we think he's going to give a performance as of uh, Stephen Amell? Like, I mean. No. He's not. Because I'm still shocked about that all. uh, Was that all in or all out? I forget. It was I was still all, shocked at his performance. All in, I believe. I mean, he also his first the one was at SummerSlam one. when he was going up against Cody. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was Neville. That was that good. Count. That, that was, okay, was good. But, but his single match, like I was, I was shocked how good he was. Well, he'd been wrestling in ROH for a while too. I believe he's a he's he's a feisty uh, he's a feisty man, be it as it may. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, it is the biggest party of the summer that nobody is invited to this year. SummerSlam, something that you will never see coming. And I promise you, right now, we have something in the second part of the show that you will not see coming. We'll be right back. So let me go and just listen. All you people look at me like I'm a little girl. 